Well, it's time to talk provincial championships, and uh, we we're going to do a bit of a recap today before we get on the road and have a look at some of these provincial uh, championships around uh, various parts of New South Wales. And well, the bloke who's won the 2022 and 2021 editions of the provincial championships at the championships is Chris Lees, and he joins me now on the phone. G'day, Chris. Hi, Dave. Mate. Just recapping, I guess two good horses that have won this race, Crystal Breeze for Australian Bloodstock, and we're going to chat with Jamie Lovett soon, and and also Kinlock. This sort of race has been vital to a business like yours that is obviously in a provincial area, and you're trying to attract certain horses to your stable and, I guess, get a good quid. Yeah, well, it's a great opportunity for, for provincial stables um, to race for such lucrative money on such a big day. Uh, I think the series is well received. It's also... Uh, midway trainers are, yep. are involved now over the last 12 months. So uh, it's a good series. I think last year's race was a cracking race. Um, four horses crossed the line together and, and there's a couple, couple of smart horses amongst them. Um, Tracy Bartley's horse was only narrowly beaten, kissed some. So it's, a, it's um, you know, every year uh, it's getting a little stronger, I feel. Talk us through last year, Kinlock, and, and I guess the, the process and plan to get him in that race. I mean, he, he won that Newcastle uh, leg, didn't he? Uh, he won the Gosford. The Gosford League. Meter. That's right. Um, he won it um, pretty sure first up, and then he went straight into the final. We keep him a little fresh. He's he's a horse. He can actually run in it again this year. He can have one run due to the qualifying conditions. He can't have had more than 21 race starts, so he's right on the cusp, and he'll, he'll kick off in the Gosford race again this year. Um, so it takes a little bit of planning, and... But um, if you've got the right horse, it's certainly a nice option for him. You'd be praying there'd be a bit of moisture around too because he seems to grow a leg uh, on those heavy tracks. Yeah, well, traditionally around that time of year, unfortunately, we seem to be getting them tracks. But um, what will be, will be this year. Talk us about, uh, tell us about the horse himself. You know, when he came to your stable, he obviously always showed ability. And he races, of course, in those um, those interesting colours because they're a split between, between Waikato and also Lee's colours, aren't they? Yeah, there's a few studs involved. Um, we gelded him just before that preparation 12 months ago. Probably turned him around somewhat. He's a nice horse, but um, probably wasn't going to get to where we were hoping for. But off the back of his gelding operation, he put them two wins together and accumulated some nice prize money. And hopefully he can get back there again this year. Okay. And, and what about Crystal Breeze, of course, uh, a year before that? Um, I mean, what, what a great horse he was. Yeah, well, he done a good job there. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, we've just retired him, actually, probably since that win. He has won one race um, in Queensland uh, since that win, but he probably just hasn't been able to get, get him back to that level. Yeah. Older horse, and he's done a really good job for connections as well. Three or four Saturday races. So he's, he's, he's done a good job, um, more than paid his way, and um, he'll have a good retirement. We're chatting with Chris Lees this morning, looking at the provincial champs. Of course, we're going to be on the road uh, for Sky Sports Radio, getting around to all the different venues, as we have been doing the country championships. How's the stable going up there, mate, uh, at Newcastle? It seems like, you know, you're always getting a nice horse here and there, but you've got also a lot of young, progressive horses coming through. Yeah, um, like any stable, um, you know, you're, you're looking for your next good horse. So I wouldn't say I've got a stable star just at the moment. We've got some nice horses coming through. So you never know where, where their ceiling is. But um, like anything, if you can place them right, Dave, this prize money's um, so good in all areas now. If, um, if you place them right, they can pay their way. And that's what you're always trying to do is pay their way for connections. So um, we've got a number of horses trying tomorrow. Probably shed a few lot more light on where they're heading over the next month or so. What uh, can you tell us about Bellatrix Black? How did she pull up after that run in the Trisco? 
Yeah, pulled up really well. Uh, good return off, you know, she hadn't raced for 10 or 11 months. Um, and over a, an unsuitable trip, worked the line well, come through it nicely. Probably give her three weeks between nights. She'll probably run the Newcastle Newmarket um, fortnight Friday. Okay. Have you got, uh, you know, something for the for the Doncaster mile? Do you, will it be a rustic steel heading that way? Um, we'll just see where he gets to, whether he's quite a, a group one horse, I'd probably question, but he's another one. You know, if you can place him right, he's won a number of these um, new races um, that have come through. And some states probably like to qualify him again for next year, if possible. But mm. um, obviously he's getting you up a bit in weights, but... Um, Oh, to be fair, I'd suggest we probably haven't got a Doncaster horse. Yeah, have you got what would be your number one seed if you could, uh, you know, suggest a horse um, that, that for the provincial championships? Well, not for either for the provincial championships or just in general. You know, for these big races over the championships, is there a, a particular horse in your stable that's you know up to that certain class and you think's going to really you know put the spotlight on yourself and the team? Oh, look again, I don't know that I've got a genuine Group One horse just yet, but. Um, you know, things can change over the next couple of months. Yeah. But looking forward to Willinga Beast's second trial, getting her back. She's, uh, Philly has just missed out a couple of times at, at a good level, but she's not far away from a from a good win. And I think that Bellatrix Black looks a progressive um, mare, the one you mentioned earlier. Yeah, she she does look to have a lot of a talent. What about today? Um, at uh, where we've got one of the you only got uh, powerful peg, don't you, at Kenzo? Yeah. Um, She's doing a really good job this preparation. She's um, hasn't been out of a placing. Just needs a, a little bit of a luck from the from the draw. Um, she can get across into the right spot. I think she'll be very effective today. I see Friday you're going out to Corindai. Well, you might be going out with the team. What about the She's Got Teeth? Yeah, um, <laughs> nicely named. Yeah, I reckon you won the won the golf clubs. If we give the golf clubs away for best name, that's you. You win it, Fred. <laughs> um, <laughs> She'll run very well there. I can't really line that form up. No. Uh, you've gone through them, but um, that Corindai form. But uh, it comes down to who handles Corindai often. Exactly. The best. But um, she's trolled up quite nicely, and um, she'll run well. Oh, it's one of your best. Uh, and at Rose Hill on Saturday, what about uh, you've got Inner Twinkling, Grande Remore, and also um, uh, Brunda Nil? Yeah, um, Inner Twinkling's new addition to the stable. Um, he's been off the scene for quite a while. Um, so he'll probably be in need of a run, but um, he's up in the rating, so it's the right race for him to, to resume in. But he'll, he'll be better suited over further ground, I'd suggest. Um, Grand Romore, she's she's running in the Millie Fox. Look, she probably, on paper, looks a touch outgraded, but a soft draw, and if she can run, you know, placing in stakes race, it um, certainly enhances her value down the track. And uh, Brudenell, uh, he's drawn off the track. He'll probably more likely run Friday, I'd suggest. Sensational. Thanks so much for coming on, Chris. Uh, good luck with the provincial championships this year, and no doubt we'll see you there in the big final uh, come that second day of the championships. Thanks very much, Dave. Cheers, yeah. mate. Chris Lees uh, this morning, of course, won last year's and also the year before's uh, provincial championships, of course, the provincial midway. And let's go back and have a listen to that Kinlock last year. Sally pops onto the course proper, a half clear from French Marine. Great news is third, but wide. Barossa Rosa fourth, the inside, Astero fifth in the middle. Two lengths away to Rustic Steels, lobbed in a good spot, sixth. Then followed at stablemate Kinlock, Grand Rumeur and Torfeet Lass. Further back in the field is Kiss Sum, May Rose is right off the track. Never talks about fifth last with Papali, then Confessed and Travest. And last of all is Poseidon Ruler. 600 metres left to run. Sally pops a slender leader from Great News before the quarter. 
Two lengths away, Barossa Rosa in third spot. French Marina's fourth. Two back to Astero, fifth. Then Grand Rumeur. Rustic Steel about to get to the outside. Spots the leader four. Then followed Kinlock. Kiss some under pressure. Never talk as pinching runs on the inside. Needs away clear. Topping the straight at the 350. Great news hit the front. Rustic Steel out after it. French Marine squeezing through in the centre. Then Barossa Rosa and next is Kinlock. 200 metres left to run. Great news tackled by French Marine and Rustic Steel. Kinlock trying to close off on that trio and kiss some very late. It's French Marine digging in. Rustic Steel. Kinlock's coming late and kiss some as well. Driving finish. Kinlock. I think Kinlock just from kiss some and third in French Marine from Rustic Steel. Then followed great news. Further back, never talk. Then a Astero. All right, uh, that was Kinlock last year. And the year before, of course, we had Crystal Breeze and Jamie Lovett from Australian Bloodstock joins us on the phone. G'day, Jamie. Yeah, morning, Doug. We were talking about the provincial championships this morning, mate. Uh, we just had, obviously, Fred on Chris Lees, and he's won it the last two years. And, I mean, a race like this, obviously, we talk a lot about the country championships, but for you to attract new owners and target these uh, particular horses, it's obviously um, it's fantastic for you. Yeah, look, it's been a great race for, for obviously, Chris's stable. Um, and, obviously, that um, Crystal Breeze for us was fantastic. You know, that was a horse that came over from the UK. And we'd hoped to do it a year earlier, but I think we missed the deadline with with the conditions of the race. So we're able to do it um, 12 months down the track. And a lot of those guys, are um, they're in some new horses with us now, Dave. So it certainly helps that part of the business. It certainly. Uh, this uh, particular horse, Crystal Breeze, because uh, we're sort of doing a bit of a recap, I mean, tell us a little bit about him, uh, how you guys acquired him, and I guess I know that he, after this race, maybe didn't put his best foot forward because he had his, his you know, reasons, but he's a good horse on his day. Yeah, look, he's a great. He's actually, we've retired him this week, Dave. He's been a really good good horse to the stable, and um, Chris obviously placed him perfectly. He sort of had a couple of runs um, prior to the, the lead-up race at the end of that uh, final that particular year and he was a horse that probably overachieved to be fair um, and to, to win a half a million dollar race that was sort of his birthday and then he was a bit in and out after that but he was certainly paying his way but I guess like them all Dave you want to look after them and he's such a good horse to us so we decided last weekend to give him a good home and, and one of the owners has, has um, got a property I believe we're going to rehome him and it'll be, it'll be a good horse to um for her to do that, so we're obviously now looking for this year's this year's winner. Yeah, well, do you think you've got a winner this year? Well, ironically, we've got a couple of imported horses like he was, um, Spangler and Baltic Coast. Two great horses come to mind. Um, I know Chris is quite keen to sort of give them a preparation that would see them come through the series and running one of the heats. So they're based online. I thought Spangler particularly was. Um, he had a really good preparation, um, and then he freshened up. Was a bit unlucky in that race up the north coast, and Bellin a couple one of those, and he'll um, he's been freshening, and him both him and Baltic Coast will target um, the heats. How have you found uh, this year? And, and in terms of you know, you've got Willinga Beast, obviously, you've got a number of other horses, not only uh, with Chris but also across the country. It's an exciting period for you, mate. Yeah, look, I mean, those, those sort of horses that you mentioned, Dave, obviously, Willinga Beast has only been beaten a nose twice now in, in um, two Group 2 races. So we'd love to try and win a good stakes race with her, and I think Chris has picked one out that we'll, we'll, we'll um, target in the autumn, and who knows, she, if she could knock over a stakes race and, and just rank her value, then we could sort of lift the bar a bit higher again, and 
got a lot, a lot of unraced two-year-olds that um, were purchased at the Magic Moon uh, 12 months ago that are, that are now sort of in the system and they're sort of going to be excited about them. You never know what you might have. So we've got a heap trialling at Newcastle tomorrow and that they all kick off with it here to hopefully running in some of those better races. And have you got uh, anything on the plane? Yeah, we have. Um, we've got two horses coming out with um, William Huggis. Um, we've got a horse called Earl of Tyrone. He was he won um, at Kempton in a two-mile race. It was his third. We bought him at the Tassels Horse in Training Sale. Um, he was very good the other night. So he'll come. I think he's top of the market for the Sydney Cup now. So that'll obviously yeah. that was he's always going to be his target. So he'll. He won't run off the plane before the Sydney Cup. He'll he'll get here early, but he'll just have plenty of time to um, settle in, and then he'll go straight into a Sydney Cup. Um, we've got another one coming with William as well, a horse called Protagonist. Um, he'll probably run twice, Dave. He'll probably run possibly a Rambit um, into a. Um, well, who knows? He, he, if he's a if he's a Queen Elizabeth horse, then he'll get his chance to run in that, or he could run in a softer race. After the um, after the Rambit, but we think they're both capable of um, showing up in the championships. Okay, uh, I don't think he's in the Rambit market. Well, I might have it wrong, mate. He might be running in it. No, that, no, 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 that's right. No, well, I, I, ah, no. Look, the, the plans are a little bit up in the air. Obviously, you want to see them both arrive here in good order. Exactly. They're both doing their they're doing their quarantine at Newmarket at the moment. They went into quarantine last week, so. Um, they're both very effective, sort of up to a mile and a half, and obviously Earl uh, Tyron in particular is a two-miler. Yeah. Um, he ran third in an e-ball at 2,800, but he, he sort of ticked the two-mile box the other night. So the protagonist, I'd suggest, would be more that 2,000 mile and a half. He could even, they say he's quite sharp, um, albeit his forms at a mile and a half. It wouldn't shock me if he ran to Doncaster. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I might... Um, what am I, I know that he's in the Doncaster market and the Queen Elizabeth market because they're all in. So you had to yep. have the noms in those. Or for the, but there's... Uh, see, the Rambit's still pre-noms, so they just haven't okay. got him priced up. I might get him added to that market um, for the boys and girls. Yeah, 100 at, to one, though. Yeah, 200. We'll make it 200. 200. For the early snipers, mate. Um, but uh, but that's exciting, mate, that you can get this horse flesh out. And in recent history, when Williams brought these horses out, um, they've turned out to be beauties for you. Yeah, well, well this is our first time we've brought them out with William Hargis, but, I mean, he, he needs no introduction. Every time he brings a horse to the Sydney Autumn Carnival, I still remember when he knocked us off, um, Young Rascal knocked us off, beat Mugger 2. Um, I think it was the Manion. And then, obviously, his good horse, uh, Adaya, won everything when it got here. So he knows how to travel. So um, it's a well-worn path for him travelling in the autumn to Sydney. So we're hoping we have a bit of luck with him. And then yeah, beyond that, uh, whether they stay here or... Uh, um, we'll just have a close eye on both of them. But yeah, they're two very exciting horses. Great to talk to you this morning, uh, Jamie. Uh, good luck with this carnival coming up. And good luck as well in the uh, Provincial Midway Championships, mate. Good on you. Thanks, Dave. Cheers. Jamie Lovett, the Managing Director of Australian Bloodstock. Uh, we'll take a quick break. As we go to a break, let's listen to Crystal Breeze winning this race two years ago.
Now Prince Aurelius under a hold, Pandano quickly whips up on the scene, giving chase quickly and Pandano at the top of the race races to the lead from Grace Bay and a mate between them further back to Crystal Breeze running on and live on the fast lane on the outside it's Pandano in front, Crystal Breeze moved up strongly, Crystal Breeze went to Pandano, Crystal Breeze got ahead in front now from Pandano and Crystal Breeze won the provincial championship, just beat Pandano live in the fast lane third followed by Electric Girl Game of Thorns, wide out Diva Bella late, and up the inside was Lock Lomond, followed then by Grace Top of the Straight, and Great Dangerous three lengths clear, Markwin really starting to rev up Anime, putting plenty of elbow grease into it, and Anime gives chase to Great Danger, beating off Stella Seasun, through the cracks is running on, down to the 200 Great Danger, two lengths clear, Anime can't get there, through the cracks can, through the cracks, down the outside hits the lead, Oxford Tycoon and Moana Jewel closing in, but through the cracks clear and through the cracks goes on to win the provincial championship Oxford Tycoon grabs second just in front of Moana Jewel then Oakfield Missile doing its best work late further back to General Soho Animate had every yeah that was through the cracks winning of course the provincial championships and his trainer Angela Davies uh, joins us now on the program g'day Angela yeah, good morning. How are you? We're very good. We're just recapping, I guess, uh, everything uh, that's gone before us with this race as we look at the provincial championships and also the country championships. And, geez, he was a good horse, this horse, this day. Yeah, yeah. Look, it was such an exciting day and there was absolutely no one there. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I've never seen Randwick so empty, not even on trial day. <laughs> yeah. Nobody there. Uh, what was that feeling like? Because obviously we're in a weird, weird world, weren't we, with everything going on and, um, you know. The... It's probably the biggest race I've been in and it's probably the most relaxed I'd ever been in going into a big race. And I remember turning up there and there was only like the trainers there with the horses and we were just sort of in the stable area and there was absolutely no one anywhere apart from us with the horses. Because um, you, you couldn't go near anyone, could you, either? No, no, no. You weren't allowed into the, any of the buildings because you weren't allowed to be, you know, in contact anywhere. Um, there was no food. There was no drink. I think there was a bottle of water. We could grab a bottle of water and just go home as soon as you'd finished the race. That was yeah. it. Get, get in your truck, take your horse and go home. Gee, just get, get and go home and count the cash. <laughs> oh, it was, it, was, it was strange. I turned around to the stand behind me and there was only me and Tracy Bartley because we weren't even allowed to stand together. That We had to be like six feet, eight feet apart. So we're all just, all of the trainers in the race are all standing apart along the grass, you know, at Rarewick there. And Tracy's looked at me and he said, get to the top of the straight. And he said, geez, mine's going all right. And I, about a second later, I said, yeah, but mine's probably going a little better than yours. <laughs> and, and we're watching it and just talking like this, like you're in a barrier trial, like you're having a barrier trial. That's what it was like. It was, yeah, it was odd. It was a strange feeling, but yeah. It was a great result there, no doubt. And obviously you put a lot of faith in uh, you in terms of your thoughts with that horse's ability because you always had a rap on him and he was always running good races. But that was his toughest test to date, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, having having J-Mac on board certainly, you know, certainly helped our cause. I couldn't believe it. I rang, I rang when he qualified um, at Newcastle. He runs second. He probably should have won. He missed a kick by about three lengths. And... I remember Pete and I driving home in the truck, and I said, we've got a bet now, we've got a bet now. <laughs> and we're in the truck, and we're trying to get on, because he, I think he was 26 to 1, and he just qualified. And I said, if we wait 15 more minutes, this is going to halve. 
But anyway, we all got on at twenty six to one, so it was a great financial result. As Fantastic! Well, well that's else. that's a, it's it's sensational, and that's what you want. How is the horse? Oh, good. He's just returned back to work. He had a he had a hiccup and pulled a muscle in his shoulder. You wouldn't believe it. I suppose, like us, he's getting a bit older, and maybe he doesn't. You know. It's just the muscles aren't as good as they used to be. But, look, he's great. He looks fantastic. He's been back about a week and a half, and you've never seen a horse as happy to be back. And he just loves loves being in the stable and loves going to work. So, And he looks a million dollars. So we're just uh, certainly doesn't look like an eight-year-old, that's for sure. No, okay. Do you reckon you can win it again this year? with Not with him, but with something? Oh, well, we, we, I just don't know whether we've left our run a little bit late, but... Got a lovely horse, Caradata. Um, he's nearly ready to go. So, you know, sort of having a look at it with him, some of the qualifiers, uh, he's a very nice horse. And, um, yeah, possibly possibly try and do something with him in one of the qualifiers, which would be nice. Okay. And I think he'll get 1,400 as well. He's by Wanjana. So I think he will get 1,400. And he was very smart in winning his second start there at uh, Newcastle by a long way. Yeah. So, you know, he's a, he's a pretty smart sort of horse. So, you know, we might have a throw at the stumps with him. That horse you um, scratched yesterday, our Cobison, everything all right there? Yeah, he's fine. He'll race at Gosford on Saturday. Okay. He's flying, isn't he? Oh, he's very, he's he's a bit of a machine, that horse. He's very, very quick. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, he's a nice, exciting horse, actually, him. All right, well, hey, pleasure to talk to you, mate. Um, it's always good to, to relive some of these moments, especially good ones like that, and I'm uh, glad that you could join us on the program today. Terrific.